Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Awaken Health Podcast. I am your host, Lana Kayla, and I am so excited for today's episode with you. Today's episode is a subject that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, it is a part of my coaching philosophy, and it's been a huge part to my own personal weight loss and health journey and how I take care of myself. So I do feel that this part is not talked about enough. And this is the subject of creating mindfulness and having some kind of awareness over our life. And so this has been, again, like I said, very pivotal for my own personal journey. Um, A lot of my success and the ability to maintain my weight loss has come from creating mindfulness and stepping into a meditation world. I loved it so much that I I am a guided practitioner or a guided meditation practitioner. I got certified. Um, I've studied it. I've learned it. I've done it. Um, I teach it. It's a whole part of my life. And so this is a very important subject. And so I highly recommend to maybe take some notes with this episode. Um, so let's talk about why is mindfulness even important when it comes to your journey. So something I want to touch base on is that when I began, I so backtracking just a little bit here. I used to work at a doctor's office and what my daily schedule used to look like was waking up, taking my kids to their daycare, preschool, whatever, rushing into work, very overwhelmed and frustrated with the morning traffic, Um, maybe trying to squeeze in getting to like Walgreens because I used to love picking up some snacks from there. Anyways, and then I would go into work, wait until lunch, eat again, wait until the end of work rush and hope that no patients came in because like it was kind of those places where if no one came in for the last 20 minutes or so then we were able to leave a little bit earlier um it was an allergy clinic and so then i would hope that no one came in and then if someone came in i'd be all stressed out about hurrying up and getting to my kids um because i had to pick them up separately and i had to be there by six so they were the first ones dropped off and the last ones picked up that's not, I mean, yeah. And so I would go pick them up. Then I would come home. We would figure out dinner, take a shower, go to bed, repeat, repeat, and repeat. And it's a very much a life that I think we all have lived or all have, may have experienced. Even as a stay at home mom, it's very easy now to get stuck in just the next day routine. Like no two days are the same. Yes, makes sense with being a stay at home mom, but you're at home all the time and it can become really draining and you kind of can check out, especially when we're doing house chores every day, picking up the same crap that we had the day before. So how can we start to create mindfulness around this? And so in turning off the autopilot, we live such a life of autopilot that we are kind of unaware of the habits that we no longer want to be participating in, but we don't know how to stop them because we don't know what we're not, what we don't know. Okay. So creating mindfulness gives us the ability to not be someone that's just trying to survive life and just trying to keep up with the rope from slipping out of our hands, we get to decide and we get to be aware of how we're going to pivot. And so as you can see, this is very important when it comes to your health journey. The reason for this is that, again, the habits that you're partaking in, the stress eating, the emotional eating, the roaming the kitchen, the 
I don't have time to work out can get very easily stuck to us. And it becomes a very easy excuse. And when we try to change or we try to throw some clean eating on top of shitty habits that we have, it is suffocating and it feels like we're failures because we don't understand why we're not losing weight. We're eating all the healthy foods, whatever it may be. And it's just frustrating altogether because you're unaware that you have the the habit of roaming the kitchen. You're unaware that you're stress eating. You're unaware of what's triggering you to stress eat. Maybe it is your kids. There's no shame in that. My kids stress me out sometimes too. They're kids. It's how life goes. Okay. So once we are able to be aware, we're able to pivot. And so that's what I really want to talk about today is how can we pivot and how can we start creating more mindfulness in our everyday life so this way we can become aware of those habits that might be drawing us back um, and holding us back and not allowing us to expand. So let's start off with understanding that mindfulness is a practice and it takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of time um, and not in a negative way. It can be small increments, which we'll get into, but it does take practice. And the more you practice, the better you get at it. Okay. And the better you get at it, the more aware you have around your triggers, the things that emotionally drain you boundaries so much more. It is such an impactful way to live. So understand that it is a practice and a process and you're not going to get it right off the bat. And it might be frustrating at first because anything new is frustrating. Anything new can be annoying. It's not all exciting and it's not all colors and butterflies and all that. It's frustrating because we're going outside of our comfort zone. That is the only reason that change is so uncomfortable is that we are are so awkward and annoying is because we're outside of our comfort zone. It feels like we don't know what we're doing and our ego does not like that. Our ego likes us to be very well primed and ready and with all the knowledge and kind of arrogant in a way. So when we don't know, it's frustrating to our ego. It's frustrating to us because it kind of makes us feel like we're down a notch. So ignore that. Next, I want to address that this common misconception with mindfulness that we have to have it, um, we have to silent our minds and we are not to have any thoughts and um, we can't be thinking about how many more minutes do we have and all this. That is not true at all. And actually, my personal belief is that the more thoughts that you are aware of, the better that you're getting at it. And so at first, you might not have any thoughts. And then there might be three days later, you're bombarded with thoughts. You cannot stop thinking about this or that and this and that. And what am I going to make the kids next week for lunch? And do I have to go to this PTA meeting? And so that can, that's good. That's a good sign because you're now being aware of the daily thoughts that you have. We have so many of them um, and we're going constantly. We are very much a society on the go. We never give ourselves some time to slow down. So understand that you do get the ability to slow down and being aware of your thoughts without getting entangled. This is the most important part. So when you are doing your mindfulness practice, you will have thoughts. Inevitably, you will have thoughts. Try not to get entangled with them. Try not to make them mean something. Don't some people might be meditating to receive a message from universe, whatever they believe in. And they're trying to make that come to them or they're trying to make this thought mean something, have no meaning to it. Just be with your thoughts, observe them as like they're a wave going back and forth. Okay. Um, Like I mentioned, I am a guided 
meditation practitioner. So on my YouTube channel, I do have some guided meditations that I will upload to the podcast. So that way you can hear them here too. Um, Guided meditations are a great way to meditate and they take you from this place to this place. Um, there's also like I listen to binaural beats because I just like the sounds and I like letting my mind wander and just be. Um, there's some people that do chants. There's some people that do silent meditations um, where they don't have any music or anything going on. It's just complete silence. But in my household, when I do meditate, I need the music because my kids are loud. Like, for example, they're in the backyard right now and I'm hiding in my closet because every time I was recording this, you could hear them. So, um, so understanding that as well is that they can be in any kind of vari variation. They do not also need to be just seated. You can start to practice mindfulness as an active uh, activity. And this can be with coloring. And so we're going to dive into a few right now, actually. We're going to dive into at least five of them. Uh, maybe six, this coloring one just came up for me. And so the first one I want to tackle is going for a walk. Going for a walk can be such a great mindfulness activity. And I really encourage you to not have podcasts playing. Like that's, that can be relaxing, but that's making your mind think about this and that. Just being in the moment now is a huge mindfulness practice. And so paying attention to the trees for the first time, the sidewalk, um, how the air feels, how it feels to be walking, paying attention that you're stepping with your left, your right, maybe counting the steps. Um, that is a really good way to start. So maybe if you're someone that likes to walk or you haven't um, been able to walk lately, this I highly encourage you to get out there and go walking for five to 10 minutes in your neighborhood. and start to pay attention to things you've never paid attention to before. We so easily get caught up in seeing the same thing every single day. We become numb and oblivious to it after a while. So start paying attention to it. Okay. And then the next is driving more aware. You know, all those times that I used to drive to work and pick up my kids and come home, there would be days where I'd be like, the heck did I get here? How did I get home? <laughs> like, was I safe? Did I blow that red light? Because I wasn't aware. My body just took over control, kind of like a muscle memory thing. And so you have the ability to do body scans while you're driving. I like doing body scans while driving, kind of just scanning your body, paying attention to little parts, paying attention to the gas and the brake, the car in front of you, like really noticing the car in front of you for the first time. Um, and just having more awareness over your driving, which is not a bad thing to do. Um, also, while we're driving, we can be pretty tense. It is a tense thing that we have to do. It's very stressful paying attention to cars in every which way. It's a very stimulating thing to do. So um, paying attention to doing a body scan can kind of relax you or doing a breathing technique in the middle of like a red light, maybe not closing your eyes, but just um, eyes open kind of breathing technique. Um, the next one is being with your kids and fully disconnected um, from like technology, your TV. Notice your kids for the first time. There's this thing in meditation by John Kabat-Zinn who says, have a beginner's mind. We often approach situations that we've been in before because we think we know exactly how it's going to go. We don't pay attention to the details. So maybe you have a favorite vacation spot pay attention to it. Like it's the first time you've ever been there. Maybe it is your kids. You see them so much, but take a second and look at them and 
fully absorb them as their true being. Like that is such a great moment. Um, your house, anything can you can do this with to create mindfulness of the present moment now. So I encourage that as well. I'm telling you though, the kids one is just so amazing and so fun. Maybe you have a pet also. If you have a pet, look at your pet for the first time, like the, the excitement that you had when you got your pet and how much you love your pet. Like that's such a good feeling. Um, and that does create mindfulness in the present moment because you're recon you're connecting into the moment that you're in now and not thinking about what happened at work, what's going to happen at work. Um, how are we going to pay this or how are we going to do this? Um, anything like that. The next one is eating mindfully. And so this is really important inside of a health journey. There are studies that have been done that say when we are actively, I connecting with our food, so we're paying attention to the food on our plate with our eyes, we are able to get fuller faster and less likely to eat again later. So what that means is Maybe, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but you eat your lunch and then you're hungry immediately afterwards. Well, how much did you pay attention to the food? Like where was that connection, that mind-body connection to the food? So eating mindfully has a lot of benefits. Um, it also can help you check in with how hungry you are, how full you are, if you like the food or not, or maybe, for example, eating donuts makes me really sick. So I didn't realize that until I created some mindfulness about around my eating. So maybe you're eating a food that makes you sick, but you have no idea what it is because you just eating, you know, that happens. Um, we just eat, we eat foods that we don't like. And so try the eating mindfully. So again, you put your eyes on the fork or spoon or whatever utensil you're using, your hands, whatever, and notice the chewing of it. Notice how the texture is. Notice the flavor. Um, take small breaks in between eating. And so like small little five seconds or so, don't just automatically pick up the fork and have another bite, but slow down a, a little bit more. Do not have any TV. Do not have the phone with you. They do say not to eat, talk while you're eating, but we're family. And so I don't highly recommend that because sometimes overeat while, while you're eating, this is a time that we bond and reconnect as a family. So I don't always recommend that, but if that, if you're going all in and you want to try that, go ahead, but pay attention to your food, give yourself some, some pause in between bites and just be fully present with the food that you have in front of you. You will be super surprised about the things that you find out with this one. Um, the next one, the special, um, sixth or fifth one, oops, the sixth or fifth, sorry, the fifth one is coloring. Now this sounds really weird and I'm not a coloring fan, but I always thought I wasn't a coloring fan for particular reasons, just because I thought it was boring, but that's not at all the truth. The truth is that I didn't like to be alone with my thoughts. I didn't like the calming down and slowing down. Um, so I reckon I bought an adult coloring book, like one of those ones with like a lot of shapes and words and it takes a long time. And you can do that. You can do that when you're feeling anxious or stressed to kind of 
unwind um, and kind of start to notice the thoughts that come up and pull you back from the situation because we can get really emotional to the point that it clouds our judgment and our judgments are now made out of emotions instead of what we truly want and desire. So coloring is a great one too or finding a hobby that you can do. Maybe photography. The photography is one of my hobbies. Um, so these are some steps into creating a mindful, active mindfulness um, practice. There's also the seated meditation, which I did talk about. And I am all about uniqueness and embodying your true self. So if your guided med or your seated meditations aren't actually seated, you're not sitting in lotus, you're not sitting on a meditation pillow, you can lay down. However, I will warn with meditations and laying down, you may find yourself falling asleep quite, um, a lot. So, uh, I hope that you guys did find this podcast helpful. Start creating more mindfulness around your life. Don't just go with the flow of the everyday life, but create intentionality behind it. And the only way you can start to add more things that you do enjoy is starting to pay attention to what you don't enjoy. So this way you can pivot and make a change because you do have the ability to change. And again, this does tie into a health or weight loss journey because of that aspect of what are you doing when you are triggered or what are you doing when you don't want to be at work. So like a big example for me was I didn't want to eat at work with everyone else. So I would go out to go eat lunch. And then by the time I got home, there wasn't time to cook. And so it was this really awful cycle because I was just surviving and you get to thrive and you get to have the health that you truly desire and that you truly want. And again, this eating mindfully, the, the fifth one, fourth one um, is huge. I highly recommend doing it. I highly recommend starting today and just being really compassionate. And again, like I said, it's a process. So you have to practice some compassion and understand that you might not get it right away. Um, you might not remember to do it at every meal. Having that awareness that you're not doing it around every single meal is the first step in being able to start making it more of a practice. So again, I hope you found this podcast helpful please feel free to screenshot this and tag me on Instagram at Lana Kayla. And I can't wait to hear how much, um, if you found this um, podcast to be helpful at all or anything else. All right. I hope you have a good day and talk to you guys later.